At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to New York City Cast, presented by Bet River Sportsbook, a Monday show for you. Home run derby day as we have reached the all-star break. The unofficial first half of the season has ended. Home run derby tonight. All-star game tomorrow. Uh, an abbreviated all-star break because remember, with the lockout, the season started a little later and they have to jam all this baseball into a shorter period of time. And you're going to see these teams usually get off until Friday. Uh, Yankees are back in action Thursday playing Houston twice. Mets are off until Friday where they host the Padres. So, a little bit of a breather. We'll do some different stuff the next few days. We'll cover the home run derby, which um, you know, Bet Rivers has does, did a great job here posting odds for all these different matchups. Longest homer, who's going to win? I see somebody I like at long odds that I like. That I'll get to that. Um, and you know, we'll talk about the All Star game tomorrow. It's boy, it's hard to keep track of who's on the All Star team. I think eighty something guys made the All Star team just because uh, of the opt outs, the injuries, guys not wanting to play for whatever reason, guys who pitched Sunday not wanting to play. So it's, boy, you need a program to figure out who's in and who's out. But um, National League is minus 115. The total is 8. I do like the under there. As this game is in L.A., it's going to be 5 o'clock Pacific time, 8 o'clock Eastern. The shadows are going to be out. It's hard to see the ball with the shadows. You're going to have all these guys throwing 98 miles an hour in the shadows. So I think it favors the under. Uh, and before we get to the Yankees and the Mets, just want to mention the home run derby odds. Alonzo looking for his third straight title. He is plus 185. Schwarber 3-1. to Acuna 5-1. to Soto plus 550, Seager plus 850, Julio Rodriguez 10 to 1, Ramirez 13 to 1, Albert Pujols 18 to 1. And again, you can bet on exact outcome in terms of who beats who in the final. So those are fun. 
uh, a lot of options, a lot of different ways to bet this. Like I said, longest homer, uh, Acuna is three to one, Schwarber's three to one. The long shot is both Pujols and Ramirez are fifteen to one. My pick here, I like Julio Rodriguez, ten to one. He's got tremendous power, and some of the metrics in terms of the swing quickness, I think, favor Rodriguez because his swing is so just so quick that he can reload and you know get more bites at the apple here and have a bunch of swings. You know, he's young, he'll go in loose. He's got raw power. Uh, look, I'm not going to go crazy on this. It's the home run derby. It's an exhibition, but you can't bet Alonzo. I know he's done well in this competition, but plus 195 on something that's an exhibition like this, to me, is not really bettable. I do like Julio Rodriguez 10 to 1. Uh, the derby has lost some of its luster. You know what? You need like a landmark. You need, you know, the venue makes the home run derby because it can become tedious, you know, just homer after homer. It goes three, four hours, just guys hitting bomb after bomb. You need a landmark. Like, remember in Baltimore, they had uh, the warehouse where you could hit that in, you know, Fenway, obviously, hitting it onto the monster, over the monster, onto the street with McGuire back in 99. So you, you kind of need you need that, you know, venue to make the home run derby special. Otherwise, it just gets tedious. But look, it's a Monday night. It's the summer. There's no baseball. There's really nothing going on. So... Uh, throw a little money on it, check in on here and there. Not going to watch every minute of this, but I do like Julio Rodriguez 10 to 1 to win the home run derby. Uh, and like I said, I do lean towards the under tomorrow. We'll get to the All Star game tomorrow and uh, we'll do some different things this week. But uh, as far as the Yankees and Mets, both really good first halves. The Yankees sort of right the ship as, boy, Friday night, not that you're ever worried about losing the division, the division is over, has been over. But it was starting to feel like the 2021 Yankees, starting since last Saturday when they blew a couple games against Boston. They had two different two-run leads that Saturday night game in Fenway, losing extra innings, blow a 6-2 lead on Sunday. The next day, Sunday night baseball, struggled versus the Reds. Really, you know, they only won one out of three, and they were lucky to win the one. Then the Friday night game, boy, they were lucky to tie it, but still, bases loaded, nobody out in the ninth. Trevino can't get the job done. They, the Red Sox get out of it. Yankees hold them in the 10th, bases loaded in the bottom of the 10th for the Yankees. One out, 2-0 count for Torres, and he grounds into a double play, and then they lose the game. So uh, it was starting to get frustrating for the Yankees. They sort of right the ship Saturday night, Sunday. Judge Carpenter hit a million homers. They win basically you know, 28-2 to from Saturday night uh, until Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, they bomb sale. They break his, it looked like they broke his hand on a line drive uh, up the box. So Yankees are still really good. I think we're seeing right now that... Um, while they are really good, I think the, their issues have popped their head up, whether that's Gallo, who look at a meaningless homer today. He's, he's made to hit meaningless homers, but he is certainly an issue. He is basically unplayable. Basically unplayable. Not basically unplayable. He is unplayable. Kiner Falefa, who I've been screaming about forever, just no power, doesn't get on base, tied for the league in errors. Uh, for most errors, I, just, I, I would do without him. I would bring up one of these hotshot shortstops and try to replace him. Uh, Trevino, I mean, do you really try? I know Trevino's going to the All-Star game. He's had a nice season. He's a great story. It was a great acquisition by Cashman. But look, if you're down a run, two on, two out, bottom of the eighth, and you see Trevino coming up, do you feel like he's getting hit? I don't. So this Yankee team clearly needs repairs. The pitching's starting to show some cracks. Severino's been hurt. Uh, Montgomery is solid, but, do you, you know, are you excited? 1-1 in a playoff series, are you excited about throwing Montgomery out there? Here's how I would look at Montgomery. I would trust him. But if I'm another team, I don't fear him. I don't say, you know what? It's Montgomery. We can't win. Castillo is the one where it's like, do you, do you prioritize him or do you prioritize all this other stuff? Because you're not going to get everything if you're a Yankee fan. You know, we want a bat. We want a relief pitcher. We want a starter. 
It's just not the Yankee way to, anymore to go out and get everything. And again, we can get to the Soto stuff here in a minute. Um, boy, I would, I would, get, I would do everything to give up to get Soto. I mean, I really would. I think he's young enough. He's that kind of talent. It's just not the Yankee way to go all in and get Soto uh, and give up Volpe, Peraza, Dominguez, give everything they want. Probably make you take a bad contract back because remember Washington has Corbin. They have Strasburg. With Soto, and I don't think they'll trade him to the Mets. It's too, you know, they're not going to trade him in the division. Have to look at him for the next dozen years. That's that's not going to happen. They won't trade him to the Mets. I'd be very, I'd be shocked if they trade him to the Mets. But, uh, you know, the, if George were still alive, George Steinbrenner were still alive, still in charge of the Yankees, he'd probably be on the Yankees. He'd probably. It's just whether, you know, you had to overpay to get him. Whatever you had to do, it would help you in terms of leverage with Judge. Uh, Soto would be a guy the Yankees would go out and get. But it's just I don't know that he's going to get traded. It's almost like Durant where. He's so good. He's so young. He's so valuable. It's hard to put a realistic package together to get something done. But look, if if he's not going to resign in Washington, and that deal they offered is a little misleading because the annual salary was less than a bunch of players. It's not like they offered him the most per year. So uh, you can't lose him for nothing in a year and a half. But I don't think he gets traded just because there's so much uh, that has to go into a trade package. It's not realistic. But the Yankees clearly needed some renovations. Ben Attendee would have been perfect. Big game hitter, a lefty bat, you know, puts the bat on the ball, gets on base, isn't afraid of the the bright lights. You know, played in played in Boston, won a World Series, but he's out of the mix now because he is not vaccinated. We learned that this weekend. He did not travel to Toronto, and it seems like the Yankees are not interested in him because he's not vaccinated. Just because, which I, I think is debatable. They have six games left in Toronto the rest of the way. Who cares? They're not losing the division. And then the fear that they run into Toronto in a playoff series and they can't have Benintendi for the road games, which is somewhat fair. But, boy, I would if he's your best fit, I mean, what are the chances you run into Toronto? Even if you do, you still have him for more than half the games because you have home field advantage. I understand it. You don't want to go all in for a guy that's not going to help you in a big series. Say you play Toronto in the ALCS and you can't have Benintendi games you know, three, four, six. I get it. It would be an issue. I would still be. He's so much better than anyone else available that I would still be interested. But the Yankees certainly need some renovations. Castillo would help them immensely. Uh, as I was saying, they're pitching. You know, Cortez has come back down to earth a little bit. Cole was really good today. Cole's really good. I mean, you don't have to worry about Cole. But the other guys besides Cole, Tyone, you don't fear in a big game. Montgomery, you don't fear in a big game. Severino's hurt. Plus, if you don't get Castillo, you know what's going to happen. He's going to end up on one of your competitors. He's going to go to the Astros. How do you like to see him on the Astros? You know, 2-2 two, two series, game five, Castillo's pitching. That would be an issue. So... We'll see what the Yankees do at the deadline, but good first half. They bounce back Saturday, bounce back Sunday. They showed some warts along the way these last couple weeks, but the Yankees, uh, we'll see what they do at the deadline. Their season, like we said, starts in October. The Mets, boy, a good week, a good weekend. Had a chance to be a great weekend. You can't knock them too much, uh, but they win three out of four in Chicago. The Braves win three out of four in Washington. Both teams lose Sunday, so they sort of mirror each other. You could look at it one of two ways. The Mets, they stole two games. Really stole both of them Saturday afternoon in Wrigley. 1-1 uh, one, one extra innings in the early game on Saturday. They don't get the run in the 10th. Chicago's got a man on third, one out. Mets are able to get out of it. Diaz comes up, makes the run stick, even with the ghost runner. Mets win. Saturday night, just a crazy game. A game the Mets win. and the You know, Mets win, but, you know, in past Mets teams, I, I would say, would never win that game. Bases loaded, one out, full count. It looked like the Mets were just dying to give the game away. Weren't using Diaz, weren't using some of their better relievers. I'm going to get to their relievers because the relievers are an issue. Uh, but Escobar makes a play on a, a ball that was scolded, steps on 
third, throws the first, Mets win. So Mets steal two games on Saturday, but boy, they gave one back on Sunday. They had a chance to go up four in the loss column as the Braves got beat up by Washington Strider, the stud rookie pitcher, got beat up by Washington. And look, if you told me coming into this weekend, and we talked about it, if the Mets, even if they lost a game in the loss column, uh, to the Braves. They were up three coming into this weekend. Even if you cut it to two, you go to the All-Star break, you got DeGrom coming back, your Scherzer's back, you're in good shape if you're the Mets. If you hold serve, it's great, which they did, but boy, when you have a chance to put it to four in the loss column, you're three outs away from getting to Diaz, who's been awesome, lights out, and Drew Smith comes in, 2-1 game in the eighth, and the Mets just spit it up. Couple of base hits, a two-out hit gives the Cubs the lead. Mets get a, run, uh, a man on in the ninth, but Davis hits into a double play, and you know, the Mets could use a bat, clearly. I mean, the Mets, look, they scored one run in regulation yesterday in the first game. And I'm sorry, in Saturday in the, in the uh, I mean, think about it this way. The doubleheader on Saturday. One run in regulation game one, two runs in regulation game two. And they squeak across a few runs with the ghost runner in extra innings, which you can't count the extra innings because, you know, it's such a built-in advantage. But and then you score two runs on Sunday against what, what is not great pitching for the Cubs. So the Mets struggled to score here. But look, all things considered, just a great first half. In the driver's seat, three in the lost column. You would have loved to have it at four. He had a chance here to tack on another game, and uh, it's a pennant race, so every game matters. I think you know you're getting to a scenario where, hey, if you go into the All Star break up four, you still have a million games against Atlanta. You can't pat yourself on the back. You can't you know count your count your money yet if you bet the Mets division, but you could look at it this way: hey, once we get to four or five, you put a lot of pressure on the Braves once they play each other head to head and they play each other nine times in August. Uh, three times at the end of the season, putting a lot of pressure on Atlanta to really do damage head to head. Where, let's just say, all right, you got a four-game series against Atlanta. If you go up four, if if you're in, you know, have a four or five-game lead going into that series, and you split, that's a great series for you. Atlanta has to win three out of four, you know, four out of five as they play a five-game series in early August. Uh, not that long from now, as we approach August, you know, still at three, it's reasonable. Um, you're comfortable, but you would have liked to get it to four, but still, all things considered, Mets have done well here. A good weekend, a good week. Win two out of three in Atlanta. Win three out of four in Chicago. Sure, you would have liked to sweep and win all four, and you're three outs away from doing so because Diaz has just been incredible, unhittable. He was not going to blow that game against that Cubs lineup. But look, like I said, you could have lost either game on Saturday. You could have lost both games on Saturday. Just take it for what it's worth. Big picture. I know it stings. I know it hurts. It was a frustrating loss, but... Uh, Mets win two out of three in Atlanta, three out of four at Wrigley in Chicago, and go into the All-Star break. Look, I mean, a couple weeks before the season, we told you DeGrom, hey, he's going to miss the first half of the season. He won't be back until after the All-Star break, and Scherzer's going to miss, what, five, six weeks along the way. I think he missed, what, five weeks, something like that. Had to have been. And you're still going to have a three-game lead in the loss column over Atlanta with them playing basically 850 ball for like five or six weeks. You would have loved to have it. So you're in good shape if you're in the Mets. You're uh, if you're the Mets. You're bracing up for what is going to be a pennant race. You know I don't know that they're going to shake Atlanta here. I think both teams are going to reload at the deadline. Mets will add a bat, a reliever. This eighth inning has been an issue all year. You know going back to the first weekend of the series. Remember they were three and zero, and then the next two games when they were trying to go to four and zero, and then that Monday night against Philly, the next night, both games uh, they blew in the eighth inning when they went to three and two, and then it was like uh oh, same old Mets. It hasn't been same old Mets. This Mets team has shown you some toughness, but they have definitely struggled with the eighth inning. So can you go out and get somebody's closer? Can you go out and repair that eighth inning? That's going to be the question, and certainly they need a bat. I don't have any 
hesitation that the Mets, unlike the Yankees, are going to do everything possible to win this year. They are just, they're aggressive. They have all the money in the world. They don't care about the luxury tax, tax unlike the Yankees, who are going to kind of pick their spots and, hey, maybe this guy at the right price. Mets, Mets want to win. Their owner's very aggressive, very, you know, very much the polar opposite of the Yankees, very much like how Steinbrenner used to be, how the Yankees used to be. So the Mets will be aggressive. They'll definitely get a bat. They'll definitely get a reliever. If they could get Soto, they would. They'd include whoever they could, and they would get him. I just don't see Washington doing business with the Mets unless the Mets offer was way better than anyone else. That would be a hard one for me to to really uh, believe until I see it. So good first half for the baseball teams. As we look at the odds here, Bet Rivers to win the World Series. Yankees still the short shot, 4-1. Dodgers plus 450. Astros plus 525. Braves 7-1. Mets 8-1. And then there's a drop-off. Brewers and Padres both 18-1. Blue Jays are 20 to 1. Then you get the Red Sox and the Cardinals, 30 to 1. Uh, the Rays, 32 to 1. Phillies, 36 to 1. And then you deal with teams like San Fran's 50 to 1. The Mariners down to 55 to 1. The Mariners, by the time they play again, because they're on this crazy winning streak, they will have gone three weeks without losing a baseball game because uh, of the All Star break and their just incredible winning streak. They're in good shape to be a wild card. Now, again, a lot of baseball to be played, but. They were 75 to 1 a few days ago, said that number was off, said that number was too high. They are down to 55 to 1 uh, to win the whole thing. As far as the divisions, Yankees obviously long gone in the AL East. Uh, it's not even worth really going into those division prices, minus 10,000. So have to risk 10,000 to win 100 as the Yankees are going to clinch you know, sometime early September, you would think. And the Mets, minus 155. Boy, if they won today, just to show you how important that game was today, if they won today, they would have been like minus 180, minus 190. But still, with a three-game lead in the last call, minus 155, Braves plus 115, Philly 25-1, to 1, you can forget them. They're not winning the division. Although they do have a good chance to be a wild-card team, as like we talked about, a bunch of teams in the AL East, NL East in the mix. Even the Orioles playing incredible baseball. Uh, the Rays, the Blue Jays, the Red Sox all in the mix. And obviously, whoever loses the division out of the Braves and the Mets will make the wild-card and the Phillies certainly uh, in the mix here to make the playoffs as well. MVP, we told you the other day, hey, Otani, get him at plus money while you can. He is now minus 110. Judge has been in a slump, picked it up the last couple of days. He is now plus 160. Pretty much a two-team race. Alvarez 11-1, to but he's hurt. He's not going to be back for a while. You can cross him off. Trout 13-1. to He's not going to win it on a bad team. He's been striking out a lot too. Uh, Devers 23-1, to probably not going to win it. Uh, Jose Ramirez 32-1. to and then you get guys like Vlad Jr., 55 to 1. Boy, Vlad Jr. was like 2 to 1 coming in the season. He is 55 to 1. Kyle Tucker, 100 to 1. Um, as far as the National League, it is still Goldschmidt plus 100. I don't know that he's a lock to win the award. He's had a great year, but I would be looking for somebody else. Machado's plus 550. Alonzo's 10 to 1. I think that's interesting. Riley Austin's 10 to 1. Jason Weingarten came on the other day, I think last week, and said, hey, Austin Riley, 45 to 1 is a ridiculous price. Well, he was right. It's down to 10 to 1. Mookie Betts is 13 to 1. If you have nothing, bet Mookie Betts at 13 to 1 is certainly interesting. As is Freddie Freeman at 16 to 1. Then you go Turner, 21 to 1. Uh, and then there's a drop off. Arenado, 30 to 1. He's not going to win it. Juan Soto, 35 to 1. No, thank you. Dansby Swanson, 40 to 1. Not terrible. Acuna, 40 to 1. Not terrible, but uh, hard to see anybody down this list winning it. Although, remember, Tatis was a huge favorite throughout the year last year and very late. Harper was like 30 to 1 middle of August and Tatis was hurt. He didn't play well. The Padres were a disaster. Harper got hot and Harper won the award. And same thing 
in the American League Cy Young. Robbie Ray was 100 to 1 at the All Star break. I think there was even some 150 to 1s pretty late into the summer, and he ended up winning it too. Cole didn't pitch well, he got hurt. You know, this guy gets hurt, that guy doesn't pitch well, and all of a sudden, you know, these odds can change in a big way. So, still a lot of baseball left. Keep an eye on the awards markets. Keep an eye on your BetRivers app. Go to BetRivers.com and check out everything they have to offer. Like I said, plenty of options in terms of the Home Run Derby. Uh, the All-Star Game, I'm sure they'll have odds for All-Star MVP. You can bet on longest homer in the Home Run Derby. So uh, a lot to look for at BetRivers. When we come back, we'll touch a little bit on the NBA. Uh, we'll do a few other things. That is next. This is the New York City Cast presented by BetRiver Sportsbook. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is serving up big wins with our new weekly profit boost on all tennis wagers. Visit BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app every Wednesday to receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. That's right, log in every Wednesday and automatically receive 20% profit boost. And now you can even live stream your favorite tennis players right from the Bet Rivers app. Heat up your summer with the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app. It's a whole new game. Must be 21 or older. Available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. All right, we are back. New York City cast. Bet River Sportsbook. I should mention, Major League Baseball draft was last night. The Mets did draft a catcher from Georgia Tech. So I'm sure Mets fans, the wheels are spinning. Hey, we're going to throw our big-time catcher Alvarez into a deal for Soto. We're replacing Alvarez. Catcher of the future with this kid from Georgia Tech, maybe. Maybe again, it would just be hard for me. It'd be hard to see the Nationals sending this guy to the division where they you know, they got to look at him for the next 12 years and he's going to haunt you for the rest. I mean, at some point you want to be good again. I get you do it. It's best for your franchise. And usually I'm against that. You know, the Spurs with Kawhi Leonard, they trade him to the Raptors. Well, we got to get him out of the West. Well, you're not going to be any good for a long time. You haven't been good since. That trade was, what, four or five years ago. Just get whatever you can back for him. And the Spurs traded Kawhi for a very you know, poor package. DeRozan, who is not the player he is now, even, you know, he's a good player, but he was making a lot of money, and they just, they got a bad deal in that one. Usually I'm for just making the best deal, and I still am. I just think realistically it'd be very hard to picture the Nationals trading somebody this good, this young, to somebody in their own division, but we shall see. Uh, just quickly, some other things, and, you know, this is a good time to kind of recharge the batteries here. If you're, if you're betting every day, baseball is a daily grind. You get day games, uh, so many games all the time. It never takes a day off. Uh, maybe a good time here. Home run derby, all-star break, nothing on Wednesday. Just recharge the batteries, start to get ready for football. We'll do plenty of football here uh, this week. In the coming weeks, we'll get you ready for everything in terms of season win totals, fantasy football, which you can use you know, for your props later in the season, build your fantasy team. Like I said, awards, over-unders, Jets, Giants. We will do plenty of football. Uh Starting this week, it's look, it's almost here. We're a few weeks away from the Hall of Fame game. We're not going to do it every single day, especially with the Mets and Yankees in first place. Boy, think of September, October, Yankees and Mets both in playoffs, Jets and Giants. Those Mondays, are gonna be, it's going to be tough to figure out what to lead with. So uh, it is a good time to sort of recharge the batteries if you're doing this every day. It's a grind. Uh, again, this is a, a time where you could take some time off, to get ready for college football, get ready for the NFL, start doing your prep, and we'll help you with your prep just uh, don't forget to download, rate, review, subscribe this podcast. We will keep you inundated with content, betting information, try to get you ready, help you win uh, this football season and beyond. As far as the NBA, boy, it was uh, well, it was 4th of July weekend. It's, what, two and a half weeks ago now Durant requested a trade. Doesn't sound like anything's close. We told you on this podcast, hey, 40 to 1, 35 to 1. Those are bad numbers. I don't know that Durant's going to be traded. I don't think he will. We were pretty adamant he's not going to be traded. 
I mean, if not now, when? I don't see why. I don't see a trade just popping up, hey, on like Thursday. Oh, by the way, Durant's you know, traded to Phoenix. Phoenix brought back eight, and that takes him out of the mix until January. Uh, I just I don't think he's going to be traded. I really don't think he's going to be traded. I think he's going to be on the Nets for all the reasons we talked about. The longer this thing goes, the more time goes on, the Nets realize, hey, we don't have to trade him. And he doesn't really have any sort of recourse here. He can be mad. He can be upset. He can throw a fit. Bottom line, he's under contract. We know he loves basketball. He's not at the age where he can just punt a season. He's not 24 where he can say, you know what, I'll sit out. Next year I'm 25. Somebody will trade for me. Uh, I'm not playing this year. He's not going to do that. And I think the Nets know he's not going to do that. So to me, I think Durant's going to be back with Kyrie. Who knows? Did you want to you want to trade Kyrie and try to get more, you know, a defensive package, defensive players back, build around Durant, you know, defensive players with Simmons, whatever you get back for Kyrie, maybe. My guess is they're both going to be back, though. My, my guess is they're both going to be back. Uh, whatever was bothering Durant could be ironed out. And uh, I do think Durant, like I said, is a good bet to stay with the Nets. Boy, you could have got him 7-1 to to stay with the Nets. There were some 50-1s to ones on the Nets to win the title. To me, those were just insane prices. Um, and hopefully you got down on him. I still think still think he's going to be on the Nets for all the reasons I just mentioned. It's similar with, with the uh, the Soto package where it's just he's so good, it's so hard to put, put together a realistic deal. And uh, and if it doesn't work out, you end up getting fired. I mean, who wants to be the guy that trades Durant? Who wants to be the guy that trades Juan Soto? A little different with the national situation because Soto's only got a year and a half left. And if you don't move him now, you, know, you risk ending up getting him for nothing at some point. Not yet, but at some point. And the more, you know, the closer you get to that date, you know, you sort of lose leverage as he inches closer to free agency. It's, it's less time the team that has him. Our trades for him is going to have with him. You, you would think maybe they negotiate a contract uh, extension before the trade, but I don't think I don't think Durant's getting traded. That's the bottom line, and same reasons I think the Soto trade is a tough, tough thing to consummate. The Nets are now twenty to one at Bet Rivers, so they are catching on. Last week it was twenty-eight to one. Before that, thirty-five to one. There were some forty ones, like I said. It got to fifty to one. It that was a bad price. Nets at 20 to 1. This is probably your last chance of having value. Once it goes down, if it goes down to 15 to 1, 12 to 1, 10 to 1, you missed the window. You already kind of missed the best prices, but to me, 20 to 1 is still bettable. But this is the last sort of number here where it is bettable. Uh, Nets 20 to 1 to win the title. Hopefully, you've been listening. It pays to listen. It pays to listen. Hopefully, you know, you got in and you got a good number. Now, look, they trade Durant in a week. Maybe it doesn't pay to listen and you got a bad number because they're not going to win the title if they trade Durant. But I do not think they're going to do that. So, Nets 20 to 1, I would still bet it. That to me is the last sort of stop here. You know, 18 to 1, you could sell me, but again, you're tying up your money for a year here. Uh, that's a good number. 18 to 1, 20 to 1 are still good numbers, but uh, this is sort of the last stop here to get in and get value. And if you told the books right now, hey, Durant and Kyrie are going to be on this team, they drop right away to 10 to 1, 12 to 1. So you are still getting a good number if we're correct here and Durant ends up on the Nets. As far as the Knicks, uh, I think it'll get done at some point with Mitchell. Uh, I've talked about it, 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 you know, the past few days. I think they're going to get him. I think they're going to overpay. It's just the Knicks' way. Ainge is a swindler. He knows how to make a deal. He can sense desperation. The Knicks are desperate to get a superstar. Mitchell, to me, is not that, which is why I wouldn't give up all the stuff. I mean, they basically want the equivalent of like seven, eight, nine first-round picks between players, picks. I mean, I'm just – it's very simple for me. I am not all about giving you all of my stuff for your not top-10 player. I know he's a good player. I'd be interested. I'd want to trade for him. The optimist of the Mitchell, 
you know, scenario would say, hey, you get Mitchell, you can get a second guy, you get a second guy, you get a third guy. You just need somebody to come and sort of break the seal. You need somebody to be the first guy. Like when the Lakers got LeBron, all right, it was LeBron by himself, but there was another move where they traded all their assets for Davis. But that's different because they didn't have to give up any assets to get LeBron. Then you could use your assets to get Davis. Then you had two guys. And then you had two guys that were, look, LeBron's obviously all-time great, maybe the best player ever, one of the two or three at the very least. And Davis at the time, and he's dropped off since, but was an all-NBA player. So that's one thing. But to give up all the assets to get the first guy, how do you get the second guy? You say, you know what? We get Mitchell. Maybe somebody will be unhappy and want to come here. Well, you don't have anything to trade for with it. Like, you don't have any assets left if this is everything you're giving up for Mitchell. So to me, I'd be very careful giving up the farm here. I know it's tempting, but I would sort of stay away from this trade. I would still look to build organically through the draft. Do what Denver did, where you just draft, develop, draft, develop. Memphis did the same thing. Draft, develop. It's going to take some time. It's patience. You're not going to be really good next year. But look at it this way. Even if you trade for Mitchell, what would the over-under for the Knicks be in terms of their seeding? What are they going to be? A seven and a half? I would say, I would say seven and a half. I would say seven and a half. Borderline playing. Because you go through it. If Durant's back with the Nets, Nets are clearly better. Celtics, Milwaukee, Philly, all clearly better. That's four teams. The Heat were the one seed. They're still better. That's five. Then you get teams like the Hawks who traded for Murray, which, look, I didn't like that trade for the same reasons. I wouldn't like this Mitchell trade. I don't go all in when I don't have a, a winning hand. But still, DeJounte Murray, Trey Young, all the pieces around them, they're better than the Knicks. That's six teams. Uh, and then you get teams like, you know, the Cavs, who had a nice year last year, fell short uh, at the end of the season, playing scenario. But they have Mobley. They have a young roster. Would you rather have the Cavs roster or the Knicks roster with Mitchell? It's close. Then you get teams like the Magic. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm, I'm forgetting some of these teams, but you get the idea. The Knicks are a fringe playing team, even with Mitchell. Even with Mitchell. The Raptors, Raptors have a really good young roster. Um, again, the Bulls, the Bulls made the playoffs. They were the one or two seed for a while last year. Bulls, Knicks, who would you go, who would you go with? I don't know. It's close. I literally don't know. If you had Mitchell, I, I don't like the Bulls' future, but are the Knicks much better than the Bulls next year? I don't know about that. Uh, and then you get teams like the Hornets, the Pacers, the Pistons. There's a lot of teams on the Knicks level. Now, if you get Mitchell, you, you leapfrog some of these teams, but you get the idea. The Knicks are not, you know, this title contender, finals contender, conference final contender with Mitchell. Maybe best case scenario, you win a round, but I would bet heavily against that. So to me, to go all in, to give up eight, nine picks, to be in a scenario where you're probably not even going to win a round in the playoffs if you get there, uh, to me, is not something I would do. So... Keep an eye on that. I'm sure the Knicks will do it. I'm, I'm sure they'll they'll do it. I'm sure they'll overpay. They'll bring them in at some point. Uh, we'll see how much hardball they play and you know what that trade looks like. But I think Mitchell will be a Nick. I think Durant will be a net. Uh, we'll keep an eye on the futures market. Hopefully he got in on the nets. But that'll do it for the show. Uh, we'll do a little football. We will have Joe Ganascoli of the Sopranos. He played Vito on the Sopranos. He will come on uh, tomorrow. We will talk. NFL, he's actually a huge Giants fan. He knows his stuff, too. So we'll talk Giants. We'll talk betting. He's got some great betting stories. He's used to be and uh, used to be a huge better. He still is a better. So we'll do some betting, some Giants, some Soprano stuff with Joe. Looking forward to that. Hopefully you guys check that out tomorrow. Again, spread the word. Download, rate, review, subscribe, retweet the podcast. Anything you do to help is greatly appreciated. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening. This is the New York City Cast presented by BitRiver Sportsbook.